how do you deal with a struggle? How do you deal with suffering? What do you do when you're in trouble? What do you do when the struggle is real? Where do you fall on that? Where do you turn when those times happen? Have you thought through that? This time of year, as we're, you know, approaching Thanksgiving this week and, um, you know, the holidays, holiday season is, is starting and for some of us, we started playing Christmas music a few weeks ago and you're forgiven for that. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, this is the time of year that actually starts to bring out struggles in, in a little more pointed way. The, the troubles, the, the, the realities of, of some of those things of, of life can, can feel louder, can feel a little more pronounced this time of year. And as we've talked about through this series called He Gets Us, that, that idea, that understanding that Jesus gets us, that he gets that, that he understands where we are, where we've been, what we're going through. And he's, and he's walked through those times with us that he experienced suffering. He experienced the struggle. We're going to look at that. He suffered in a way that we never will. And he didn't ignore it either. He didn't call it an illusion. He didn't say that it wouldn't happen. But he offers us actually a, a, what he calls an abundant life. I'll use the word flourishing here for a minute. Um, in the face of suffering, we can have a, a life that is flourishing. Not by our standards, but by actually the standards of God and, and what that really looks like. The way people think about Jesus has changed, as we know. But he is more relevant now than he's ever been. He's not just some historical figure that doesn't really apply to our lives anymore. In fact, I would go as far as to say that Jesus is more relevant now than ever, and we need him the real Jesus now more than ever, but, but this world also needs to understand the idea that Jesus gets us and understands us now more than ever. And a world that is dealing with struggle in all the wrong ways and dealing with suffering in so many ways that don't look to God. And, and Jesus came to, to show, not just to tell. He, he walked through this. He, he lived through this. And he is for everyone. He is, he is with us through those things and he has the answer to life's most pressing problems. Will you pray with me? Father, it is well with our soul when we are focused on you. And so, God, as your spirit has already been moving through this place, God, I ask that you would continue to move. That as we look into your word, as, as, as we talk through the encouragement that we get from your word, but also the instruction and the honesty. Father, I pray you would speak to us in a specific way. God, that you would speak to each and every one of us in a way that is clearly you talking to us and speaking into our lives, God, as we invite you into the struggle in our life. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're new with us, I'm Jay. I'm the lead pastor. We're so glad to have you. And as we've been talking through this series uh, called He Gets Us, this is really kind of the, uh, the 
culmination of the series. We're, we're wrapping it up today. And uh, maybe you've seen the billboards and, and the ads for this. And I hope that as you have, and maybe other people have, that, that you can take this idea and use it as a way to maybe speak into the lives of other people and to share Jesus with, with, uh, with the people around you. But if you're here today and you walked in and you walked in with the struggle, but you walked in with the smile on your face because I'm walking to church and I gotta have my church clothes on, proverbially speaking, listen, that's not the reality of this world. And that's not how we should have to walk in to church. Because this place should not be a place that we have to walk into like we've got it all together. Because let's be honest, raise your hand if you got it all together. Right? To be human is to be in trouble. The, uh, the guy that brought us uh, the, the Message Bible, if you've ever heard of the Message Bible, his name's Eugene Peterson. Um, I, I want to give you a quote from him. Now, let me, let me sidebar real quick. The Message Bible, while it's, I, I would encourage you to look at it as a, as a commentary as opposed to an actual translation of the Bible, and I'm not going to get into the who's and why's of that, just as a, you know, your shepherd, just trust me on that. Um, but it is good to look as a, com as, as a commentary. And here's something he said that applies to what we're talking about here. A Christian is a person who decides to face and live through suffering. If we do not make that decision, we are endangered on every side. A man or woman of faith who fails to acknowledge and deal with suffering becomes, at last, either a cynic or a melancholic or a suicide. See, whatever you're experiencing, whatever it is that you're going through, Jesus faced it too. He walked through it. He understands us. He gets us. He truly does. And so how can we have this abundant life, this flourishing life, if, if we're going through this world of trouble, how can we have that life in a world that is filled with struggle? Because our lives are marked by struggle. I mean, be honest with yourself for a minute. Some of the most defining moments in your life, some of the things that make you who you are, have been defined by the struggles that you've gone through and where you've landed on the other side of that. Maybe, maybe for the good, maybe for the not so good. But our lives are marked by struggle. A lot of times if you go through your life and you, and you mark some things in your life, you can probably, as you're marking those mile markers in your life, I bet quite a few of them are in the midst of or maybe just are struggles. A struggle that you've gone through. We face a lot of suffering in today's day and age. In the last couple of years, good grief, the suffering and the struggle that we've seen, division, dishonesty, divorce, distrust, more words that begin with the letter D. <laughs> the list is endless. There's also a lot of words that begin with other letters. But sometimes the suffering and the things that we go through, the stuff that's happening in our life, it's the consequences of our own sin. Sometimes it's the consequences of our own sin. Sometimes it's because it's the sin of other people. Sometimes it's simply because we live in a fallen, broken world. Because we do. Nobody would argue that, that this world is broken and fallen. Sometimes, though, suffering is part of God's plan to help us grow in our faith. And sometimes that's really hard to live with. And, but that's a truth 
that we actually need to step in and own a little bit. And because it, it does no good to deny the suffering that we face, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, financial, relational, spiritual. We go through suffering. Paul, as he's writing in Romans 8 about the hope that we have in Christ, look what he says here in verse 18. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. So the things that we're going through, like he's not denying that there's suffering. Our present sufferings, the things that are happening. Paul went through a lot of suffering in his life. But his focus was always on the glory of God and the reason for it. And he had a life that was, in, in his mind, would be flourishing and, and even satisfying in the face of all the suffering that he went through compared to the glory that will be revealed in us, the hope that comes through that verse. The verses prior to this, if you want to read back a little bit in, in your Bible, verses 16 and 17, it talks about our position as God's children, as heirs, that we are heirs to, to the kingdom. And he's talking about the difference between the glory awaiting us, right? The glory awaiting us versus the reality of the suffering that's in front of us. That's a very practical way to look at it. And Jesus relates to our struggles. Jesus relates to our struggles. In fact, from the very beginning of his birth into this world, he was birthed into a place of struggle from right off the rip, right? Mary and Joseph, they give birth to Jesus in a city that's not their home. They're in a cave. They lay him in a manger, um, you know, a tr basically a feeding trough, like right off the bat. That night, the family's visited by, by shepherds, and which are basically the outcasts of society at that time, discriminated against by others in society. See, Jesus entered into our world of struggle, both literally <laughs> and figuratively. He entered into our world in a place of struggle. Later on, he and his parents, they become refugees. They, they leave their belongings behind as they, as they flee to Egypt to avoid uh, the, the death squad of the government, basically, who decided that they were gonna be killing every infant boy trying to, to take out the Messiah. I know I'm getting into a little bit of the Christmas story here as we're gonna be talking through some of these things over the next couple of weeks, but it doesn't change the fact that when we talk about the idea of how he gets us, that Jesus entered right into the world from a place of understanding where we are coming from when it comes to struggle. Fast forward to his ministry. The things that he did and the things that he went through in his ministry, he relied on financial support from his followers during his entire time of ministry. He didn't have a permanent address to call home. He never had a place to call home. He relied on the kindness of others. He understands the struggle. And so if your goal in life is happiness based on circumstances, then you will constantly be discouraged and disappointed. If your goal in life, let me say that again, if your goal in life is based on circumstances, then you will constantly be discouraged and disappointed if you think that happiness is going to come from there. But, but if your goal in life is to bring glory to God and to know the love of God for who he is, for who he is, not for what he does, we put ourselves in a position then to learn and to grow through our struggles. Look what Peter said, 1 Peter 3, 18. 
It says this, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous, him, for the unrighteous, us, to bring you to God. He suffered to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. See, God didn't just leave us alone in our struggles. He didn't just say, good luck. He came, he walked among us. He, he healed the broken, but he, but he walked with the broken. He suffered from hunger, from rejection, from pain. He experienced struggles just like we do. He was hungry. He was thirsty. On the cross, he cried, I am thirsty. He was 100% man, but 100% God. And he suffered pain like we will never face. Look at this description of him in Isaiah 53.3. It says, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering. You want to describe the life of Jesus? There's four words that do. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. What if this was a description of you? How would you feel if this was a description of you? Just in a couple of sentences, we think about this. He knows our struggles and then some. He took the weight of the sin of humanity for all of us. And the good news, the gospel, shows that Jesus, he not only gets our struggles, but he died to set us free from the worst that we would ever face. But not to make everything rainbows and sunshine all the time. Because struggles are real. But God is real. And this God, seeing our struggle, he sent his only son to redeem us. And, and redeeming really just means to deliver from bondage. And I know when we're going through struggles, when we're going through tough times and the struggle is real, sometimes it can feel like we're just chained up and we don't know what to do. I know you've been in that spot where you're like, I just, I just feel in bondage from whatever is happening right now. And we're looking circumstantially and we think I'm just handcuffed and I don't know what to do. I have no doubt that some of you walked in today feeling that way. But we don't try to hide from suffering. Jesus didn't. We don't seek to run from it. Jesus didn't. In fact, he died for it. Jesus died to exchange our struggling life for a full life. Think about that. Jesus died to exchange our struggling life for a full life. John 10, Jesus compares himself as the good shepherd, that he is the good shepherd, that he is, he is watching after us, right? He cares for his sheep and he's rooting out the false teachers that would bring us harm. And he says in John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is his goal for us. This is his substitutionary death for us so that we can have a full life. Someone said that uh, life is about 10% of what happens and 90% of how we respond to what happens. Think about that. Life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how we respond to what happens. And here's the difference. Here's the difference that Jesus makes in the world of struggle. Knowing Jesus doesn't change the fact that we will struggle in this life. 
So let's be honest. Knowing Jesus doesn't change the fact that we will struggle in this life, but it changes how we respond to the sufferings in this life. Read that again. If you walk away with nothing else today, read that through. Knowing Jesus doesn't change the fact that we will struggle in this life. It changes how we will respond to the sufferings in our life. There are struggles all throughout the Bible. Nowhere did Jesus ever promise that life is gonna be awesome all the time, circumstantially, when you follow him. In fact, he said the opposite in a lot of ways. Almost going like, you know what you're signing up for here? David, in Psalm 13, gets really honest with God. There are many places, actually, throughout Psalms where people are getting really honest with God about the sufferings that they're going through. Throughout the Bible, there's a whole book, Lamentations, of someone getting real honest with God about the sufferings going on in their life. But in Psalm 13, 1, David actually cried out to God. He says, how long, Lord? The honesty of what he's saying here, will you forget me forever? He's saying this to God. How long will you hide your face from me? But skip down a couple more verses. Continue reading because David is struggling without a doubt. David is struggling here. But he doesn't ignore it. He doesn't hide it. But he also doesn't stay in the pit of despair. He doesn't stay there because you go down to verse five and here's what he says. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I trust in your unfailing love, God. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Why the change? Why does he change there? Because David knows a few things. He knows a few things about God. He knows a few things about suffering. And he enacts those things. He, he makes a decision about how he's going to treat these things. And you need to know these things too. And so I, I, I want you to, to make a, a pre-decision to make a decision. You may be struggling right now with something that you walked in with. And you, you may not be. If you're not, you will. You will soon. It may not be now. But it's gonna be. But if you walked in here struggling with something, let me give you some encouragement and, and even just a little bit of an action plan. And here's number one. There's three things we can learn. Number one is that you can be honest with God about your struggles. You can be honest with God. And I mean brutally honest, raw, honest. We see that throughout scripture. And I think this is one thing that we don't do maybe quite enough with God for whatever reason. We may think, I don't, I don't wanna be irreverent or maybe God just doesn't care that much. We're gonna talk about that one in a minute. I, I don't wanna be quite as, as blunt as what I'm really feeling. Do you honestly think God doesn't really know how you're feeling? He is God. He knows how you're really feeling, but he wants your honest, raw heart about it, about what is happening. And a posture of prayer, as we see from David, could sometimes be the best therapy when you're in the middle of the struggle. We're gonna have communion today together as a church family, and it's an awesome, awesome thing. That could be today, if you're walking in thinking, man, I just, and you're being honest with yourself for a minute, forget about who's sitting by you, right? Put your phone down for a second. Some of you just looked up at me. And, and think, for, forget about all that for a minute, and, and lean into the Lord for a minute. Today might be a really great place to start with that, and being honest with God about where you are. Number two, God cares for you in the middle of your struggles. 
don't demean your problem. Don't demean your struggle with God. Yeah, even your, what you might consider, I don't want to waste God's time with that. Stop it. You're not wasting God's time with anything. He loves you. He cares about your struggle. He cares about right where you are, right in the middle of it. He has not abandoned you. He has not kicked you to the curb. So don't let the enemy tell you those things. He cares about where you are and what you are going through right now, in this moment. I don't believe you're here by accident today or you're watching online by accident today. I know for a fact that there are some of us today that the Holy Spirit's hitting you right between the eyes. Don't ignore it. Listen up. Listen to what God has to say. His care and love, it's not just empathetic love either. It is that. It's that also. But he loves us enough to tell us the truth with wisdom and principles from his word. Sometimes we think that because somebody's telling us the truth that maybe they don't, you know, like they don't really love us. I'll, I'll take that actually a step further on the other way. I think somebody that really loves you is gonna be honest with you, brutally honest with you because they love you. And God is brutally honest with us about where we are and the wisdom that he can give us from his word is brutally honest. It cuts to the marrow, as it says if we're willing to listen and realize that he cares for us. And sometimes his care is to say the things that maybe we didn't really want to hear, but we needed to hear. And that's why that we can say that we trust him. Because that's the third thing, is that you can trust in God in the middle of your struggles. You can trust in God in the middle of your struggles. This may feel like an obvious, but I don't know if it really is. Honestly, ask yourself if you have really trusted in God in the middle of your struggles. That's why sometimes we, we see the most vibrant and powerful worship services happen in churches that are sitting in the middle of the most poverty-stricken areas of the world like Haiti. And their worship services are Unreal from people who are going through, you don't even understand the struggle of some of the people that are going, that are in Haiti right now. You might think your struggle is real. Your struggle is not even close to some of the people that are going on down there. They don't even have, they don't even know what pennies are to rub together. And their worship services, people worshiping the Lord and having a flourishing life from a, from a godly perspective, like you wouldn't believe from a place that they don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And I'm talking about an entire country. We can enjoy a good and blessed life in a world of struggle. It's possible. We see it. We've seen it. It can happen. That doesn't mean the struggle is going away, but it's the way in which we deal with it. Are we leaning into the Lord? Are we leaning into ourselves? Are we trusting ourselves or are we trusting God? Because Jesus didn't necessarily come to take us out of our struggles immediately at salvation. And if somebody sold you that bill of goods, they were lying because that's not in the word of God doesn't mean that he won't rescue you from whatever's going on. That's also in the word of God. Absolutely. God answers prayer. We believe in that. And there's many of you here that I know because I've prayed with you and been through circumstances with you and situations there that we know God answers prayer. Absolutely. But he came to show us how to flourish in spite of the struggles. And there is no trouble that we face. Listen to me. There is no trouble that we face that is greater than the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And so as we continue through this service today, as we roll into communion here in just a minute, the connection point for the day 
And in many ways that wraps up this entire series as we've been talking about how God understands us, how he gets us is this. Invite Jesus into your struggle because he gets us. I want to encourage you, challenge you. You may have walked in here with a struggle today. You might have turned on the live stream with some kind of struggle today and you were pushing back on whether I'm even going to be here or even whether I'm going to watch. It's cold out. I didn't want to come. There's snow. Ew. Listen, push all that aside. Invite Jesus into your struggle today. Faith in action expressed in everyday life, that makes a difference. That makes a difference. When believers recognize the realities of the struggles of this life and show the full life that Jesus gives us even in the middle of it, that is a witness to the world around us that, and your witness is strengthened through that. The way that you can show other people that your strength is not in you or your circumstances or your situations, but it's in Jesus. It strengthens your faith. Your faith grows and your trust grows. Will you bow your heads with me? Yes, the good news of Jesus is that we can know for sure that we're gonna be with him in heaven one day, that one day the struggles will be over and he will make all things new. And that is the hope that we have, absolutely. But in this moment here, now, part of the good news of Jesus is that he is also walking with you through whatever that struggle is that you're walking with. And so, will you trust in him? Will you be honest with him? Will you recognize the fact that he cares for you no matter what you're going through, no matter what is going on? Will you invite him into that struggle? Because I think a lot of times we choose to not invite him in for all of these crazy reasons that we make up that the enemy wants us to believe. But if Jesus' life showed us and it did, how much he wants to walk through the struggle with each and every one of us. It's in every page of the Gospels. And it's in every page of his word. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to start there. I want to encourage you to start there. We have people that would love to pray with you after the service. They've got yellow lanyards on and you can certainly find them. And they would love to pray with you. You can pull them aside. You can maybe find them at the orange wall. They may be down front here when we're done with communion. Jesus, I love you. And I thank you that you walk with us through the struggles. And Father, I pray that we would all, in this moment, we would push aside everything else that, we've gone, that we're going through, that we walked in with all the stuff that's distracting us right now. But Lord, that we would lay those struggles at your feet and invite you to walk with us through those things. Jesus, I believe that there may be some here that don't have a relationship with you, that haven't put their trust in you, that aren't 100% sure they're gonna be with you in heaven. I pray today that they would make the decision to do that or at least start getting some answers to their questions. 
Father, you want us to ask questions. So I pray that if there's someone here that maybe feels like they can't ask questions, Lord, I pray that you'd push that away, that they can ask their questions. This is a place, this is a safe place to ask your questions. Jesus, as we go into this moment now of, of, of the Lord's Supper, we have this meal together as a family, remembering the body that was broken for us, the blood that was shed. Jesus, I pray your spirit would continue to move here. In your name we pray. Amen.